Today's episode might sound a little ranty, so I'm going to give you a warning, but this is something I'm really passionate about and it's for a good reason, so bear with me. Today we're going to talk about all of the things your website must have in order to make your customers feel comfortable shopping with you. There are things that I see missing from so many websites that will make your customers worry about purchasing from you. You also have legal obligations to include certain things on your website. These are dictated by the FTC, and now there's other governing bodies requiring things that you've heard about, like the GRPD from the European Union, and now California has its own laws. So we're going to dive into some of that today. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific, actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. I think we're going to have to start off this episode with a confession. I can think of two times recently when I've purchased something online and never received what I paid for. As a web designer for e-commerce businesses, I should totally know better. But as a human, it's easy to get caught up in what I'm looking for and not pay attention to details. I want to share these stories with you, though, because as a shop owner, it's your job and your responsibility to make sure your customers are taken care of. We don't want them to worry or be nervous about shopping with you. Your customers should feel confident shopping with you. The first was when I purchased a plugin for a client a few months ago. It was less than 50 bucks, so it really wasn't a big deal. But typically, when you purchase a plugin, it comes like a direct download in an email. But the email never came. And when I reached out to the developers, they never replied, and I tried for weeks. During this time, I started to notice the red flags on their website, some of which we're going to talk about today. But for example, they didn't have a publicly listed email address. They didn't have any policies listed out or anything like that. So we're going to go into those. Now, the second time this happened was actually more recently. My husband and I were looking for a certain product and found it for like a third of the price on a random website. This time I was looking out for those red flags, but we still ended up getting scammed. And when we went back to check on the estimated ship date, the website was gone and the web address from our bank statement didn't match the email confirmation. And then a quick Google search showed me that it was in fact a scam or a ripoff website. Now, as a society, we used to be more afraid of shopping online. It was more common for people to be afraid. I remember I was working in an office a few years ago, and then a gal I sat next to just had gotten a debit card so she could buy gas through the pump instead of having to go in. So I mean, and that wasn't very long ago. So people have gotten more confident shopping online. However, Part of the reason why consumers will shop with big retailers like Amazon or Walmart is because they know they don't have to worry about whether they're going to get ripped off or not because those big names have some of these things in place to back up their business. We're going to talk about those requirements, what your website needs to have, and some of the things you should be including to make people feel confident when they make a purchase. But let me clarify, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Please do your own homework. You're going to have to research some of this if you haven't done so before. It's part of your job as a retailer. 
The first one is privacy policies. As of 2020, this is becoming more and more important. You have to tell people what information you collect from them and what you're doing with the information on your website. This is to protect your customers. If you have an email list, if you are using Google Analytics, if you are using a Facebook pixel, if you are using a shopping cart on your website, you are collecting information. You must disclose this and include a privacy policy. This is an FTC regulation in the United States. And like I mentioned before, recently the state of California added more stipulations to their regulations. Now, a few years ago, this was really popular in our community, our online business community, because everyone was talking about GRPD coming from the European Union. And I should know what those letters stand for, but I've just gotten so used to it. But the GRPD, one of the main things was that it required you to let people know when you're using a cookie, which is like a tracking device on a website. So the thing to remember is that these things are there to protect your users or your buyers. So it doesn't matter where you are, if you have customers in the EU or if you have customers in California, you are legally obligated to follow their regulations. My professional opinion is that I think these policies are going to get more and more important and these types of regulations will be more prominent. So it's a good idea to stay on top of them now. The cool thing is that you can just use a generator to create a privacy policy. Shopify has a great policy generator. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes. The URL is kind of long, but you can find it if you Google Shopify Policy Generator. Another way to get a privacy policy is by purchasing from a lawyer. Now, this is what I did for my own policies because I had purchased a bundle and it came with a privacy policy and terms and condition. You can get just the privacy policy and the terms and conditions, which we're going to talk about terms and conditions in just a minute. I liked using the template. I purchased mine from The Contract Shop, which is created by Christina Scalera. She's a lawyer. And I chose this because I wanted that added level of peace of mind. And when you use a generator, there is this little disclaimer that says you should consult with an independent legal advice before you publish these agreements. So I wanted to have that added level, and I felt like it was an investment in the security of my business. You could also have these created for you specifically by a lawyer that's going to be on the higher end of your budget, for, but for bigger companies, that's going to be crucial. If you want to check out the contract shop terms and conditions and privacy policy bundle, I have that linked in the show notes, and I also have some other resources. So there's a great article from HubSpot that's all about why you need a privacy policy, what it should include. I think that's a great resource. The link is in the show notes. And if you really want to dig into how all of this works and you need to do your own research, you're going to want to visit ftc.gov, and that will give you all of the federal regulations and laws. Now, this is for the United States. In other countries, you're going to have to find where that is dedicated from your country, and I apologize for that. So the second layer to that, which we kind of touched on, is terms and conditions. So technically speaking, terms and conditions are not legally required, but they're really important to have. They are meant to limit your liability and protect your property. So it tells people what they can and can't do with the information on your website. Again, you can use a generator, you can purchase a template, all of that is the same. So I've put those in the show notes also, but you definitely want to have both a privacy policy and a terms and condition. 
Now you also need to have contact information. Did you know that depending on your payment processor, you must have contact information publicly listed on your website? Yep, this is true. Within the last six months, PayPal added to their own terms and conditions that merchants must include a customer service phone number and email address on their website. And every payment processor like Stripe or Square, or if you're using Shopify payments, they have their own terms and conditions of things that you are required to have to use their payment processor. So you're going to want to review the terms and conditions from all of your payment processors and make sure you are following their regulations. This step is to protect you in the event of a chargeback, which is when a customer does a return through the payment processor instead of a refund through you. The payment processor will be looking for these types of things. If you don't have your contact information listed, they can automatically favor in the side of the buyer because you're not following their terms and conditions. This is also one of those things that makes shoppers feel confident when they're purchasing from you online. They want to be able to get in touch with you if they need to. So if they can easily find a phone number and email address, they're going to feel more confident. You should also have a contact form in this same realm so that people can easily send you a message if they have a question or a problem. Now, here's a pro tip. If you only have a cell phone and you don't want people to have your actual phone number, you can get a free Google Voice phone number. Just search for Google Voice on Google and it's really easy to set up. This is what I use. The phone calls just come to my regular phone number and then I'll get a voicemail if I don't answer it, which is most likely because my phone is always on silent. So these are the three biggest things that your website needs to have from your obligation standpoint, whether it's the law or required by your payment processor. But there's also a longer list of things you need to have on your website to make your shoppers feel comfortable and confident shopping with you. But don't worry, these things are easy. And like I said before, it's really your job to make your customers feel like they can purchase from you with ease. And instead of making it feel like an just something on your to-do list. I really want you to to come at this with how can I make my shoppers feel like I'm taking care of them because that's all they really want. Let's go through this list. The first thing is store policies. These are the things like your returns policy, how long it takes for an order to ship, what happens if the product is damaged or lost in transit. You need to have a page dedicated to these questions on your website. Not only will your customers feel more comfortable when they place their order, but it also releases you from that feeling like you need to cater to every problem that pops up even when they are out of your control. It doesn't really matter if it takes two days or two weeks to fulfill your orders as long as you tell people what to expect. So a lot of this is just helping you create and set customer expectations, which is also helping you create boundaries around your business. The more transparent you are about how things work in your company, the less work you will have to do to please every customer. It's also going to eliminate a ton of emails asking the same things over and over. Another thing you should include is your shipping location. Now, this is Maybe not as important, but it's similar to that contact information. When you include something as our product ships from Washington State, or you could do something cute with a little icon, 
It helps set customer expectations. It's also really fun for customers when they know where their product is coming from. The next one is customer reviews. I have mentioned customer reviews on this podcast a bunch of times, but they are just that important. When a customer sees reviews from other people, that assures them that other people have gotten this product and they liked it, whether it fit well or they like the colors or whatever it is. It gives them peace of mind when they place their order. It's even better when you have a photo of the person or the user submits a photo with whatever their product. It makes it feel more real. On the flip side, reviews are really helpful for you. Imagine if you started getting reviews back that said the packaging was damaged when it arrived. This is something that could easily be fixed by upgrading your packaging, but a lot of times people won't give you that feedback unless you ask for it. Asking for reviews and feedback gives you an opportunity to improve your customer experience, which is always a good thing. And reviews are really good for SEO. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason, but you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free five ways to boost your shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. All right, let's talk about social media. In the year of 2020, your website should have a link to your social media channels. Social media has given businesses and customers an amazing opportunity to get to know each other in a way that really wasn't possible before, and it makes building a community of loyal customers easier than ever. Social media has also given us a way to connect with customers when they aren't ready to make a purchase with a low commitment, when they follow you. From my personal experience, I can tell you I'm way more open to follow someone on Instagram than I am to sign up for their email list. I already get a ton of emails. You can never have too many people you're following on Instagram, right? As a business owner, it can help you stay on top of mind for your customers. So create a link to your favorite social media channels. You don't have to be on all channels, but at least one or two. Also, you can integrate your Instagram feed into your website, which sometimes it can be a little distracting, but it could also help bring value to your brand, especially if you have like a clothing company or a jewelry company where you're showing people how to wear something, how to style it, that type of thing is always helpful for your customers. And now that brings me to emails. So I just mentioned that people are more likely to follow on social media than they are to sign up for your email list. But that is even more true if you don't even have an opt-in on your website or at least an email sign-up form. Too many times I'll do a website review or audit and see a shop without the option to even sign up for emails. And it makes me ask, what year is it? You need to have email sign-up forms on your website and in multiple places. 
The idea of an opt-in is complicated. I totally get it. And we'll have to dig into opt-ins later. But even just a box that says, hey, do you want to sign up for emails is better than nothing. Just in case you haven't heard the term opt-in before, this is just what we call it when you give someone something in exchange for getting an email address. It can be like free shipping when you sign up for emails or 10% off your first purchase or a free gift with purchase. Anything like that is considered an opt-in. You don't have to go fancy, but at least have some way for people to give you their emails before they make a purchase. One more thing I got to talk about, and that is consistent branding across your website. This is one of my web designer pet peeves. A lot of times I'll see a website with a beautiful homepage and the shop looks really nice. And then I move to the checkout or the cart page and it's totally different colors. My assumption is that someone was setting up their website, they spent all their time getting it perfect, the homepage, and they forgot to finish the settings for the rest of the site. They didn't go through the process of checkout to see what the settings are. So what happens is the pages are the colors of the demo site. Now, as a consumer, I see this and it makes me stop and think like, wait, am I even on the same website? What just happened? It's important to make sure your branding is consistent throughout your customer's entire shopping experience. When you pay attention to those details, it makes them feel like you thought of everything, which is going to lead to more great reviews. So if this topic of branding is intriguing for you, then you're definitely going to want to check out episode three with Shayna Longstreet of Your Ampersand Studio. We did a deep dive into the topic of branding and customer touch points. It's one of the most popular episodes so far. But I do want you to make sure your entire website is on brand. Go through the process of doing an order from start to finish and make sure every touch point is on brand. I think that that's the entire list of the things your website needs to have in order to support your customers. When it comes down to it, if you have all of these things on your website, it's going to make your website appear more professional and trustworthy, which is the goal. And that is going to make people feel confident spending their dollars in your store. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com slash community or search for Product Powerhouse Community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.